you're seeking a great life living for God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 17 calls us a new creature in Christ. But I'm here to tell you, I may be a new creature in Christ, but I got some old habits. And if we're going to succeed in living a great life for God, then uh, we need to figure out how to do that. Look, this is Pastor Randy Hennigan. I'm the host of this podcast, and we're looking forward to what today holds. Uh, you'll find New Life Tabernacle in Price, Texas at 3635 Highway 42 South. And uh, you'll find the church sits up on a hill, easy to see, easy to find, and uh, we'd love to have you visit. Today, we want to... Uh, since we're talking about us having old bad habits, I began to think here a day or so ago that uh, it would in, probably be smart to talk about habits themselves. And I'm not talking about the kind that a nun wears. I'm talking about uh, the things that we have in our lives that we do on a regular basis most of the time without a, a solitary thought about it and there's some th there's some, some habits that uh, you want to have right uh, breathing is a habit uh, that you probably don't want to lose um, that's uh, a habit that has been acquired over a lifetime of living to change that is going to cause major disruption to your life I'm talking about habits that are easier to, to change, and once identified, uh, find ourselves uh, looking at those and going, why in the world did I start those anyway? Uh, I read somewhere, and, and I may have uh, not an exact quote, but... It was talking about how do you take a new direction in life and turn that into a habit. Uh, as uh, most of us know, change is difficult. Change is not something that we find ourselves really appreciating, looking forward to, or wanting to do. However, there are some things that we find that we want to change in our lives, and when we struggle how to do that, we really try to figure out, how do I do that in a more efficient manner? Well, some have said that the easiest way to form a habit is to do something repetitively seven times in a row, and your brain will pick up that that is the norm and you'll begin to do those things easier than if you just do those things every once in a while. If you think about what we do for uh, our kids and your mom and dad when you were born uh, did all the things for you that uh, you, know, you needed as a child. But one of the things they did, I'm sure, Lord, I, I hope they did. Uh, if not, well, you and I need to have a conversation. Uh, but that's brush your teeth. And you say, well, I brush my teeth every day, or I brush them every lunch. I brush them before I go to bed at night. Well, why do you do that? 
Mom and daddy, for the most part, isn't standing over the top of you going, you better brush your teeth when you're, you know, 50 years old. Why do you do that? Easy enough. It, it became a habit because somewhere as a child, mom or dad or maybe both stood behind you in front of the, the, the bathroom sink and the mirror and, and handed you an old toothbrush or one of them little kitty Flintstone toothbrushes or Wonder Woman toothbrush, or Superman toothbrush, whatever it was, and put a little Crest toothpaste on there and held your hand and brushed your teeth. Was it a great job? Probably not. But they did that every morning, every evening, and then they bragged on you and, and, and stood there and watched you while you did that yourself. And before you know it, you're brushing your teeth without mom and dad standing there in the mirror looking at you. That's a habit that you developed. I look at my own life and I find myself uh, reflecting over life at, at a big old whopping 55 years old. And uh, I look back and some of my greatest regrets are the habits that I picked up that uh, I've struggled with. Now look, I don't cast any stones. And if you one of them old, I don't know, one of them old judgmental preacher types, well, you probably don't want to uh, listen any further because I picked up a habit as a kid. Uh, and uh, man, I'm going to tell you, I have struggled with that habit most of my life. And Part of it's because um, I grew up uh, in a in a cowboy household. I grew up uh, in, in working construction after high school. I grew up with uh, country folks and country friends, and I can tell you, uh, most of my cussing in my lifetime had to be because of some of those friends. I I look back and. There were times in my life I'd not been living for God as well as I should have been, and uh, I developed a habit, and uh, to curb that habit or to quit that, it took a little bit. I have a good friend of mine uh, that uh, I won't call any names, but this is a lady down in Kenner, went to the Pentecostals of Kenner where I pastored, and uh, we developed a great friendship her and her husband and her family and and we hang out a lot and uh, we did a lot of stuff together and but she wasn't a she wasn't a christian whenever i moved to town she stood in my office one morning and uh, there were some things going on in her life and she had come to meet the new preacher there at the pentecostal of kenner and uh she she got to cussing and i can tell you and i ought to know that that probably 30 minutes of cussing was as good a cussing as any sailor, construction worker, cop, uh, cowboy has ever produced. I suspect that she potentially even made up a few cuss words, called them her own. But she, after a few, you know, a few months of um, hanging out with the preacher, you know, well, she decided that she wanted to try to quit cussing. She asked me to help. 
And so I did so. And we made up a, a bargain. We made up a pact. Every cuss word was 20 bucks. And I can assure you, I made a good deal of money in the first several months. Now, it hurt enough that she uh, wound up curbing that cussing. And it took breaking a habit that was a lifelong habit. Now, I know that's a little humorous. And, hey, even to this day, I'll be honest with you, if I was to smack my thumb with a hammer, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be thinking, thank you, Lord. I'm probably going to be thinking some unkind things. And I probably won't say them, but I'll be thinking them. And, uh, and I can't help that. So I still struggle with some things in life, and I think we all do. Uh, and, and, and I get that, you know, that may be a small thing, but uh, over the last, you know, 20, 30 years in pastoring, uh, in chaplaincy, uh, I was a chaplain for uh, Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office for a number of years. Uh, I was chaplain at uh, Angolia uh, State Penitentiary there. Uh, in Louisiana for a number of years, and I can I can attest to the fact that there's a lot of people who have found themselves in trouble over some habits, and not just the cussing kind, uh, alcohol, drugs, uh, sex, um, um, lying. All of these things become habits because they're repetitive in our lives. And those habits in some, some lives are very, very detrimental to the point where you find yourself incarcerated. You find yourself uh, uh, behind bars and wondering, how in the world did I get here? Could have been you could have changed your direction by trying to break a habit that you had that maybe you didn't see was important at the time. I believe that understanding ourselves, and that's what this podcast is really designed and geared for. We talk about a lot of stuff. We have all kinds of topics. But the main thing is our our goal is to figure out how do we live a great life. And that covers a lot of areas. And so I believe to, to live a great life, you have to have a, a good sense of self-inspection, uh, reflection on your own life, who you are, how you're made up, why you do what you do, uh, and the good and the bad that you may have. doesn't do you any good to only focus on your good points. In fact, uh, I find that you need a healthy mix of the two. Be proud of what you do that's good, but also understand, as Paul said it this way, uh, I, he said to, about himself, he said he was the chiefest of sinners. Folks, I don't know if Paul is or I am, but I can tell you that I still mess up. I still fail God. I still do things I should not do, even today after living for God almost all of my life. There's only been a few years of my life that I have not lived for God, hadn't been going to church, doing as good as I could know how to do, and 
uh, in only a few years that I wandered away, and, and really, one of these podcasts will get into uh, some of my uh, antics during those times, but uh, in those times, I developed habits that were not godlike. There were things that I developed and did. I, if I had never uh, decided to go drink the first Crown and Seven, I would not know what the Crown and Seven would taste like, and I would not know that I really like Crown and Seven. And so the habits you get into because of a lot of different things, people you hang around with, uh, the places that you go. We, we, we Christians get, you know, I don't know, a bad rap, in some cases, because of our uh, desire to teach our people, to teach those that that come to church with us, uh, a, a standard of a lifestyle. And the Bible's real clear uh, to anyone who reads it. Uh, there are some things that we have to take con- con- into consideration, and that, things like modesty, uh, temperance, patience, love, kindness and 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 most of the time the you know folks will they'll look at our you know what we say and go you know what we agree with that but you start suggesting to people that uh, you'd be better off not doing this or not doing that or not going here or not hanging around your old friends and you get automatic pushback why because we're in a habit and to break a habit is uncomfortable. And to do something new is uncomfortable. And so we have friends. I had, you know, I have friends that whenever I was, you know, in the world living however I wanted to live that I hung out with that I really enjoyed. And some of them are still friends, quote unquote, today. I just don't hang around them as much. Why? Because if I hung around them, I would do and be a partaker in what they do. And I don't want to do that. I broke those habits, and uh, I did that on purpose. Was it easy? No. Uh, was it, uh, uh, was it uh, uh, a quick thing? No. Was it quick? It was, however, uh, uh, as permanent as I could make it, because not only did I try to do the right thing multiple times repetitively in a row, uh, I also, even to this day, reinforce those habits, those better habits, by continually trying to do those good things and making them and keeping them good habits. I'll give you an example. Uh, the Bible talks about praying without ceasing, right? And look, I understand that's just being a spirit of prayer, being able to, uh, you know, at a moment's notice, being able to get a hold of God for a need or, or if you have a problem in your life, you want to talk to him. You don't have to, you know, it's not like, it's, it's not like the family member you haven't seen in 20 years. You know, you just talked to him yesterday. You can pick the conversation back up. Uh, uh, praying is a habit. Folks, um, I believe personally, this is my personal belief, that if you don't pray, the old adage is you don't stay. And look, if you want to stay, you better pray. And I'm, ta- I'm, I'm saying that because in life, 
there's a whole lot of stuff that we can't get through by ourselves. Some things take a little prayer. Uh, dieting, um, for most of those who are listening to this, probably won't understand this, but here not too many years ago, if I had to put a number on it, probably four to five years ago, I weighed 400 pounds, almost 398 pounds. Sometimes it'd be 402, but around 400 pounds. And um, I decided, hey, you know what? I'm a little too heavy, right? And so I have dieted through the years at different times and, um, Anybody who has done that knows dieting's not easy. And I can assure you one of the hardest habits to break is picking that fork up full of a, a wonderful piece of pecan pie and shoving it between your gums. And uh, uh, I began to, to diet. Now, how did I do that? I didn't go to Jenny Craig. I didn't do that where you buy your meals. I didn't go to some diet guru online. I didn't do any of that. Uh, what I did was I started breaking habits. Uh, habits of uh, drinking, you know, cold drinks one right after the other and start drinking water. Uh, instead of, you know, at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, sitting down and eating a half a gallon of bluebell vanilla ice cream uh, with some chocolate syrup on top and then going to bed at 1130 uh, not doing that anymore uh, to 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 seek to go to a, a, a buffet and eat four or five plates of food didn't do that anymore now these are habits and I'm not telling you that they're uh, uh, horrible habits but the habits were dictating the way that I felt and what was being done to my body and so because your body gets used to certain things it don't like to not do those uh, I'm a huge coffee addict and look that is one habit I do not plan on breaking if Brother Lane ever hears my podcast on this, Brother Lane, I love you and I admire you for 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 giving that up for God. And you a way better man than me, my friend, because uh, when I get up in the morning, uh, it's a cup or two of seaport and maybe three or four cups of seaport. And as I sit here in my office today, uh, recording this podcast, I can look right over here, and I got one of them souped-up Womper Stomper high-tech Keurig coffee machines over there, and on the shelf above it is two boxes of Seaport Pods. Uh, I love my Seaport. believe you can't get to heaven without drinking Seaport, but that's maybe just me. Uh, but that's a habit that I have that I haven't broke. And does it uh, have some some bad effects? Uh, some would say yes. Uh, here the other day, I did hear that uh, you're supposed to be uh, less chance of having a heart attack if you drink coffee. I don't know about that. But look, I believe that in the grand scheme of things, if you're trying to change your life, then you have to change your habits. One goes hand in hand with the other. Uh, you need to uh, 
forgive yourself when you fail. I, I fell off the wagon and ate some pies and cakes. And if I just beat myself up, I'd never, I'd never go back to the diet. And, and there's some times where I failed uh, and failed miserably in living for God and looked in the mirror and said, why did you do that again? Don't you know that's just a habit? And you, sh- you, you should be able to change that habit. Well, look, folks, changing the habits is what it's all alike, uh, what it's all about. Changing our habits is how we find a great life living for a great God. Look, you've been listening to New Life Living's podcast uh, sponsored by New Life Tabernacle in Price, Texas. Once again, 3635 Highway 42 South in Price, Texas. The church sits way up on the hill. Can't miss it. Wonderful group of people. We love to have you come out. Make sure you subscribe and uh, make sure you comment. Give me some criticism. My old hide's thick. I can take it, and it's the only way we're going to get better. Once again, I hope today has helped you, and what we want you to do is go out there and live a great life for a great God. God bless you. We love you. And we appreciate you. And we'll be praying for you. See you next week on NLL.